Greetings, greetings once again to all my enemies and all my friends. It's the Weekly Worldview. It's the show. We don't take calls. We don't tolerate sponsors, but we do help focus you on the events of the week, and it's getting tiresome following the narrative. I'm old enough now that I recognize the ebb and the flow and the pulse and the throb of the media narrative, and it's, it's getting boring and tiresome to go along with the narrative. And so we're going to go off narrative a bit. Um, we, we'll, uh, well, you'll have to follow us. You'll have to recognize where we go off narrative. It's, it's, it can be hard to decipher. But let's start with the alien reveal file. That's right, the alien reveal. Uh, an alien reveal is like a gender reveal, but without the bad grammar. So that, that's right. Your child doesn't have a gender. Your child has a sex. But nobody wants to have a sex reveal party because, well, you know. So, the alien reveal file, we have Air Force General Glenn. He was asked if it was possible that all the things that the drunken children were shooting out of the sky over the last couple of weeks, if it was possible that they were aliens. Is it possible, sir, that they're Aliens! And he, the, the general, this is an Air Force general for crying out loud, has refused to rule out the possibility <laughs> that the unidentified objects that were shot down over North American airspace, he would not rule out the possibility that they were of an alien origin, meaning extraterrestrial, meaning not from Earth, meaning, I don't know. Uh, when asked, General uh, Glenn stated, The intel community and the counterintelligence community haven't ruled out anything, including aliens. Uh, a U.S. defense official later informed Reuters, uh, quote, There is no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. So we have the general saying, well, I'm not ruling out aliens. You have a defense official, an unnamed defense official, saying that, uh, there, that we don't know that there's aliens. There's no indication that there's aliens. Except that we're using Sidewinder missiles. And Anyway, maybe that's the same official who made up the story about the Sidewinder missiles. And there's probably a good reason that they don't want to tell us what they're using to shoot those down. Because, so, well, you know. Some cases are better left unsolved, as they say. So I went and bought a weed whacker. I went and bought a weed whacker and got it all together and got it working. I had to grab the manual. I grabbed the manual to the new weed whacker. The first 13 pages of the owner's manual are warnings. <laughs> warning after warning after warning. 13 pages of warnings. And then there's a diagram of the accessories that you can hook up to the weed whacker. And then there's a full page of warnings about those accessories. <laughs> and at the end, so I ended up just going to YouTube. And uh, the, the people at YouTube didn't warn me about anything. So, which means I could sue them if I hurt myself. So I had a, I had a business associate who she, she's starting a business. And uh, she said she's working with an attorney. And boy, it's really complicated. I said, well, listen, take my advice. An attorney's job is to keep you afraid so that you'll keep the attorney on, on retainer because you're afraid of everything the attorney has made you afraid of. I said, my advice, if you're starting a business, first thing, fire the attorney. Don't use an attorney. And don't be afraid. It's better to go forward being confident and mess up and figure it out as you go than to just be afraid and have your life uh, uh, overruled by warning labels stuck on your forehead by the lawyers. All right. And yes, sometimes you'll get hurt and sometimes you'll do you mess up. Yes. And you might even find yourself to, uh, in a legally compromised position. You might. 
because it's hard to know what's legal and illegal. Just try to do what's moral. Don't, there are things that are legal and there are things there are things that are illegal and there are things that are immoral. Don't do things that are immoral. And you'll almost always not be doing something illegal. Almost. Because some moral things are illegal. But anyway, I, I, I'm going... See, that's off narrative. It doesn't have anything to do with the uh, train derailment. Or is there anything else going on? Or the revival. We'll get to the revival. We'll get to the revival that's happening. But let's see. Have we sorted out the aliens? We've sorted out as much of the aliens as can be sorted out. And then we'll go to, uh, well, should I move off the flying objects? So the, the, the drug-addled children at the helm of the ship of state, they, now they've shot down three or four or more unidentified flying objects. Alaska, Canada, right? So what's with Trudeau having Biden shoot things down over Canada? Doesn't that seem odd? Doesn't Canada have an Air Force? I'm pretty sure they were in World War II, but maybe they've disbanded it. Maybe they've all maybe they've turned it into a, a gay nightclub and they don't have a, an air force anymore in Canada. That's possible. Or maybe Chairman G requested that Trudeau have America shoot it down so we'll be down that much more in our arsenal since we've sent it all to Ukraine. And uh, and besides, Chairman G knows he already has complete control of Canada. He doesn't really need to deplete Canada and take it. He already had, well, and I think maybe he knows that about the United States of America now, too. Anyway, um, and maybe, maybe Michelle and Barry, maybe this is it. Maybe their, their, uh, their deep state that they run is, is getting ready to pull the old alien encounter card, right? With all the strange things up in the sky going on. Um, I mean, after all. They saw the all-in, everybody went in for the whole COVID hysteria. Why not? Right before everybody starts coming out of the final stages of the hysteria, I mean, right before even the, even the unattractive lesbians start leaving their masks in their car, before all that ends, quick! It's time! Break out the aliens! <laughs> I mean, it, I'm just speculating, but it could be. <laughs> all right. All right, and we'll talk about the we'll talk about the other stuff that's in the mainstream narrative. I, I'm just I'm suspicious anymore of anything that everyone is talking about. If CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and all of the conservative talk show hosts, and then even some of the sports guys who are complete vacuous morons, are all talking about the same issue, I just I'm in, I'm uncomfortable anymore. That's all. Could just color me skeptical, cynical, call me whatever you like. All right. Now, let's go to Anchorage, Alaska, where police in, uh, in Alaska were called, the Anchorage Police Department, they were called, uh, a citizen saw a pig standing on the side of a road and reported to the police that the pig looked cold. So what did the Anchorage police do? The Anchorage police went and they picked the pig up. <clears throat> and they drove the pig home to its owners. The pig's name is Elvis Pigsley. And he is now back home with his owners. So there are still normal people on the planet who recognize when a pig looks cold. Now, why they didn't stop and pick the pig up themselves? Well, maybe they didn't have the wherewithal. And sometimes it's better to call a professional. Because you just never know. But the pig looked cold. And so while that was going on, while that was going on in Anchorage, um, Anthony Dwayne McRae, 43 years old, went on a rampage at Michigan State University. He shot and killed three people. He wounded another five people, and then he killed himself. And we'll never mention his name again. His name will be blotted out from history. Um. So the motive, no, nobody really knows. It seems like the guy may have been insulted by someone recently. Insulted or slighted. And so in a culture that's drenched with nonstop pornography, people start looking at each other as less than human. And I'm convinced that that's why 
the mass shootings are increasing in frequency and intensity. Frequency, if nothing else, is because in a, in a, in a society that is numbed by the constant pornification of everything, we look at each other as less than human and it's a lot easier to kill each other at the drop of a hat or a slighting or whatever happened to this, this guy. Whoever slighted him, he just went and just started. And then, and then we've got in Arkabutla, Mississippi. Arkabutla, Mississippi. Population 285. Six people were shot and killed at multiple locations in Arkabutla last Friday. The suspect uh, shot his ex-wife and her current husband was wounded. He was shot, but he, he, he survived. She did not. And uh, he, he went on a rampage and shot a bunch of people in and around his ex-wife, including her new husband. And then, uh, let's see, that there was another mass just this morning in Memphis, a mass killing spree. 11 people shot, at least 11. At least one dead so far. Motive? Somebody said something. Or maybe somebody was cheating on somebody and 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 or or some somebody didn't like the girl that he got the girl anyway and there'll be much more of that to come because of things like this from the death penalty file just the news reports that a hearing was being held at the Erie County Courthouse in Buffalo New York for the man who went on a massacre in a grocery store and murdered, I forget, a dozen people, 10 people. Shot 20 people, 10 of them died. A massacre in a grocery store in Buffalo. Well, they were at his sentencing hearing. The guy pleads guilty. They're at a sentencing hearing. One woman whose sister was killed, Barbara Massey, she's reading a victim impact statement to the court. As she's reading the statement, one of the men in the courtroom becomes so enraged that he rushes the killer and wants to strangle him with his own hands. He wants to kill this guy. As he's listening to this woman talk about her sister who this guy just killed. Anyway, the, uh, the police in the courtroom restrained the citizen from, from exercising his just desire to kill this guy in an untimely fashion. But here's the thing. Not only did the court restrain the citizen from doing what the citizen should be allowed to do, which should be to kill this guy with his own hands, should be allowed to do that in a timely manner, in the, in the right time and place. But the court then denied the citizen that right. Because after the man was restrained... And removed from the courtroom, Erie County Judge Susie handed down a sentence of life to the killer. So the killer will now be protected from the people who should have the right to kill him. He'll now be protected from them and he'll be fed and educated and medicated by the state. He'll be kept warm in the winter. He'll be kept cool in the summer. He'll be able to entertain himself and enjoy life. And so the death penalty is never avoided. The death penalty is simply redirected on other people and then amplified and multiplied. That's what happens when you deny the death penalty when it should be executed. So this was the picture this week of the court restraining the people who are being victimized by the murderer and then Awarding the murderer a lifetime of relative ease. And that's why, along with the pornography, that, uh, that the culture is coming apart at the seams. These things, a confluence of these things, means that the frequency and the intensity of the hatred and the violence. I mean, it's, it's like the days before Noah, basically. And there's been a, a there's been an algorithm of this ebb and flow throughout human history, and it just so happens that we're at a point in history where we have the technology that everybody can see everything at once, and we have the capacity that people can just slaughter lots of people at any given time. 
And so the frequency and the intensity of the hatred and the violence will increase uh, to a level perhaps never before seen in history, at least at least since the antediluvians. Weekly Worldview, and I am your host, Doug McBurney. Thanks for hanging with us. We are we are off narrative as we go to the end of the world file where, well, we were just in Buffalo. We were just in Buffalo where justice was denied, justice was restrained. So where does all that energy go? All that angst that's built up because so many people have murdered so many people and not been punished. So it takes us to the end of the world file where a woman is dead, but her five-year-old son survived after the two plunged 90 feet into a gorge at Niagara Falls. The police went down and they found the woman and the baby in the cave of the winds and the baby survived. The police believe the fall was not an accident, meaning the mother took her child in her arms, her five-year-old son, and jumped off a cliff. What's going on? Well, it's the end of the world for her. Meanwhile, in, uh, in Canada, which is a very polite, you know, they're so nice up there. Very polite and nice. A Canadian parliamentary committee has put out a report. Uh, The report contains a number of recommendations for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. One of the recommendations is that Minister Trudeau allow mature minors to seek medical assistance in dying. You know, we call it the maid. We seek the maid because we're very polite. We like to keep things cleaned up, eh? So we call in the maid. Medical assistance in in dying. And apparently in Canada, there's some restrictions on killing people who are suicidal or mentally ill. Apparently there is some limitations. I was actually surprised to learn that. But actually, it doesn't surprise me because... People who want to murder other people, they want to do it legally. And they want to make sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and they've done it according to the regulations and the rules, right? Eh? So, of course, if you're, if you're under 18, you can't decide to, to, take, uh, to, to call the maid for crying out loud. Well, wait a second. Maybe we should. So let's consider now mature minors, meaning minors who are not immature, but they're still minors. Let's consider that maybe they might want to partake of uh, medical assistance in dying and so we'll make sure that we change the rules appropriately and we'll have a vote and everything and we'll go according to every all the other rules we have and then minors can start committing suicide too with the help of their doctor which is it's actually killing but we're saying it's medically assistance medical assistance you see so it's not killing medical assistance isn't killing no we've we've that's we've defined this this is different And now we're going to, well, we're going to suggest it be expanded to minors. But that doesn't mean that Justin Trudeau has to do it. We just want him to consider it. The report suggests children who undergo assisted suicide should only do so if their natural death is, quote, reasonably foreseeable, unquote. At which point any rational person would say, well, wait a minute, whose natural death is not reasonably foreseeable? Uh, Am I allowed to bring that up? My natural death is reasonably foreseeable. Your natural death is reasonably foreseeable. The natural death of a 12-year-old is reasonably foreseeable. But don't worry, this is only for people who want suicide. Come on. Don't be so nitpicky about the language, eh? We're just trying to help. 
All right. Uh, Canada, according to who's reporting this, Breitbart, Canada has become one of the leaders in assisted suicide globally. Uh, More than 3% of all deaths in Canada. (laughs) Wow. More than 3% of all deaths in Canada in 2021 were caused by the maid. The maid did it. In the in the library with the candlestick. 3.3%. So that's more than... Uh, well, that's more than any pandemic in the history of mankind. 3.3%. Well, it's certainly more than uh, uh, the most recent uh, terror. The, the panic that caused Canada to... Uh, just plunge into tyranny. Actually, it wasn't the it wasn't just the COVID hysteria and the panic. Canada was was well on its way to getting what they deserve, which is tyranny. Um, so the three point three percent of deaths. Uh, let's see here. In can in oh listen to this in Quebec and in British Columbia, medically assisted suicide. The maid accounted for five percent of all deaths. In 2021, 5%. Wow. Oh, oh, and by the way, um, not to be too nitpicky about it, because we know how polite Canada is, and they're so nice, and everything's so clean up there. They are also harvesting the organs of those killed. Now, they are doing it very politely. Canada has become the number one country for harvesting organs from those who have undergone... (laughs) Assisted suicide procedures. It's a, so it's, you know, it's like having your broken leg set. It's an appendectomy, basically. But, of course, we kill you first. Take your lungs and your heart, your eyeballs and your liver. Okay. Um, in, in, according to a published report, December 2022, Canada accounted for half of the organs harvested from... from those who went underwent so basically the the canadian socialist maniac antichrist godless murderers they're basically creating a culture in which people are encouraged to kill themselves because it's such a good thing to give somebody else your kidneys and your liver eh i mean if you're already depressed and you're getting everybody else down why not do something good Kill yourself and give somebody else your lungs. At least you won't be so annoying and a burden on the state. Anyway, so I'm joking, sort of, but I mean, that's what's going on. But it's much more cynical and dark and diabolical. Because when you joke about it, it's obviously ridiculous, but it's actually happening. So the suicidal can uh, ameliorate their their misery and their depression and their guilt by doing one last good thing for oh Canada. All right. So from the suicide, should we go to the train derailment here? Get back on. Definitely need to get back on narrative. You're not going to gain any followers if you don't stick with the. You know, you got to talk about what. Uh, What's been scripted for the week, for crying out loud, which is the, well, it was the balloons, that was the, but but then now it's the train, and, and the train, and I don't think there's anything else, is there, that we're allowed to, how about this, how about a survey, a new poll published in the journal Science, it's, it's, did I say, it's the journal Science, which means it's very important, and very smart, and it's, it's practically Religious, the journal Science was. Um, they they had a poll, MIT Technology Review, <clears throat> did a uh, did a poll of. Uh, is this Americans for crying out? Yeah, this is Americans. About forty percent of Americans said they would be willing to screen their embryos during IVF for intelligence. Now, before you, before you make a judgment on what that means, understand that screening your embryos during IVF means killing some of them. 
And in this case, the ones who appear to be less intelligent. So about 40% of Americans don't understand that they just said that they would kill someone who, who doesn't pass an aptitude test. So they don't really understand that that's what they just said. Now, does that make it any does that make them any less guilty of having murder in their hearts? I don't know if it ameliorates that at all, but it certainly doesn't reduce their potential to kill people. Just because they're not sure what they just said doesn't mean they wouldn't actually kill people because they would do it. So to screen your embryos means to kill the weak ones. And that's that's not allowed. That's murder. But people murder each other at the drop of a hat because, well, two or three or how many generations now have basically been taught that if there's an inconvenient, stressful situation, killing someone is an option in order to in order to reduce the tension or eliminate the problem. Or the frustration or the embarrassment, frankly. And so now 40% say they'd screen their embryos during IVF for intelligence. So, ladies and gentlemen, the next mass murder event is already upon us. It's already upon us. With the potential to make the 60 million or so that were, the 60 million or so adults that were killed in the 20th century in the wars, the next mass murder event has the potential to make that, the 20th century, the wars of the 20th century, look like a warm-up. And, and then and that's not even counting the 600 million or so that were murdered in the womb in the 20th century, 600 million or so worldwide. So the 660 million that were murdered in the 20th century, that's going to be just a warm-up. Oh, and by the way, the 600 million that were murdered in the womb, God does count those every time. I neglected to count them in my first reckoning. God never forgets to account to count them. And so the hellfire and damnation and the punishment that's going to come down upon this generation for the, for their sins includes the 600 million or what, what what is it now just since legalization it's 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 well over a billion innocent children murdered. God counts every single one of those every time. Their blood cries out to him from the ground. And God will not be mocked. There will be a reckoning for that. And everyone in their MAGA hat who's complaining about tyranny and everyone in Canada with the truckers and the standing up against the tyrants. So all of you are getting what you deserve. And, and don't get me wrong. I stand up alongside you against the tyranny. I do. And I don't want tyranny. It's unjust. But because a generation allowed the murder of all these people and, the, and now the legalization of everything that's criminal, well, what do you people expect you're going to get except tyranny? And, uh, and, and, and what's annoying to me is that you have to drag me and my family along with you down the, over the cliff into tyranny. Because you wouldn't stand up for the innocent and speak for what was right and what was wrong. And so that's so you, so you get you're just getting what you deserve. And and then you get the added benefit of train derailments and warehouse fires and factories going up in smoke and planes bumping into each other and nearly crashing and <laughs> So is it a globalist conspiracy that there well, I mean, the communists have always wanted to take down the West, take down capitalism. Yeah, so there's been people conspiring. But that's not what this wholesale collapse that's happening right in front of our eyes, that's not what this is all about. 
I mean, the trains bumping into each other and everything catching on fire and things falling apart and breaking, that's probably more than likely the fruit of 20-plus years of legalized marijuana. That's what that's all about. But the rest of it, the wholesale civilizational collapse, that's the fruit of a generation that sat silent while evil was legalized. And I'm your host, Doug McBurney. Thank you for tuning in. And so uh, the train derailments. So we have to get on. We have to get on narrative a little bit. The train derailments. So I really don't want to overhype what is. Well, obviously it's a major disaster. Okay, it's it's uh, a train derailments and 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 uh, hazardous chemicals. It's, it's a major disaster. So I do not think it's a government conspiracy to poison MAGA Nation 1,700 people at a time. Let's start in rural Ohio. We'll start poisoning the Trump voters. I don't think so. It's mostly just elitist, incompetent, drug-addled, suburban, panty-waist children who are so disconnected from reality. I mean, they go into a mania shooting down hobby balloons. The moment they're shaken out of their drug-addled stupor and they need to make it look like they were paying attention. And then, and then you discover the trains are coming off the tracks too and they just, what are we going to do? Well, you'll have to forgive them. They weren't paying attention. They were wasted. So don't look to them for, I mean, the, look, the, 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 the train out in East Palestine, it's a disaster. It should be investigated for negligence. Uh, by the authorities, and everyone in the town should help out those who can't help themselves. And the mayor, he should help out, right? And the governor there in Ohio, he should go and make sure things are being done properly. That's what should be happening. I hope it's happening. But to imply that Pete Buttigieg and the federal government are like, primarily or even tangentially responsible for anything... In the immediate wake of a wreck and a fire in your town? Really? The president? And the secretary of whatever he is? Really? It's a wreck and a fire in your town. Okay. Anyway, the fact that the, the, fact that the townspeople are on the news begging for Pete Buttigieg to come. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a symptom of how deep the socialist rot has eaten down even into rural America. And by the way, rural America is mostly white and mostly on welfare for generations. And so, and so don't think that there aren't people out there in rural America who aren't going to take advantage of this and try to make it into their gravy train. So just be careful is all. Don't believe everything you hear. And and by the, and and don't start listening to Alex Jones and, and and now saying that he's been right about the chemtrails and the geoengineering and the government's altering the environment to poison us is what they're doing. Want to kill Trump voters? Anyway, so just don't go too far with it. And and most of this, at least on the right. So it's, it's, it's a horrible embarrassment of incompetence and stupidity for, for everyone on the left. But that's their life. Is con but on the right, this is mostly politics. They want to pile on people. Well, I don't want to say that. They, they want to use it as, political, as a political attack 
a tactic against uh, Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden's fault. It's like, get out of here, Joe Biden. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, now I'm off the narrative. I don't care about that anymore. We go now to the criminally insane file where we check in with Rick Levine, who's the, the assistant secretary for health. How that is, I don't know. Health, really? A guy who dresses up like a female uh, a female navigator? <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. Admiral is what he is. He dresses up like a female admiral and he's, he's appointed the Secretary of Health. Okay. So Rick Levine's in the news again. I know that because I saw a picture of him and I had to choke down a little bit of vomit. Be- <laughs> because it's a really old, ugly guy dressing up as a really old, ugly woman. <laughs> and he's in the news because, well, he's the Assistant Secretary. And he says... That uh, sexually confused kids, what they need, you see, according to Rick Levine, who's going to give us advice on the sexually confused, hmm? the old man who dresses up as an old woman, get ready. Well, he gives advice because he's the secretary, right? He says that sexually confused children need one supportive adult. Uh huh. And, uh, let's see. That's what they, oh, 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 here it is. He'd say, he said, I'd love it if that was the parent. He'd love it if the parent was the one supportive adult. But it's not always the parent. Okay, so first of all, let's, uh, okay, this guy has been allowed to act as if he has, if he is transgendered in front of God and everybody in the public and been elevated to high public office while living a gender-confused, psychologically disturbed, criminally insane fantasy. So that's a sign of the times right there, okay? But listen to what he says. He says, gender-confused kids, they need a one supportive adult. I'd love it if it was the parent, but it's not always the parent. Notice, notice the parent is singular. What's up with that? Does anybody notice that besides me? Maybe not, but I'm pointing it out. This guy is insane. And he's, he's uh, devious. And his assumption is that there's a parent, not parents, because he doesn't believe in parents, because he's, uh, all right, I've already, anyway, uh, let's see now, uh, there is a, a law, is it a law, somebody proposing a law, oh, somebody's proposing a law that teachers shouldn't be able to keep it secret that they're transgendering a kid. That's and, and, and the left is upset about that. The law means, uh, is this according to the, uh, the freak uh, Rick Levine? Uh, the law means that if you tell a teacher, the teacher has to tell the parent. So Rick's upset about that. He says it's a gag rule. It's a gag law to prevent kids from accessing supportive adults. You know, I can't believe that this guy can say this and that's not enough that somebody doesn't arrest him right there. I mean, what are you, some kind of child molester? You want people, you want, you want to keep secret and then you want him to access supportive adults? Does that mean you? Is that you're under arrest for crying out loud? This is unbelievable. Um, anyway, Rick goes on to say, because nobody's arrested him. One supportive adult can make all the difference in terms of preventing suicide. Uh Uh-huh. Suicide. Oh, so you know what that is? That's a veiled threat. Whenever the gender bender, criminally insane child molesters in the government and in academia and in the public school administrations, whenever they mention suicide, that's a veiled threat. The mentioning of suicide is designed to either imply that normal people want to hurt the sexually confused or it's even more diabolical. It's meant to scare you into submission. Shut up. What do you want these kids to kill themselves? And then the next time one of these gender confused, these sexually confused children kill themselves, we're going to put it in your face and say, see, you're mean. And, and our side, 
our side apparently ends up bending the knee because nobody wants to be responsible for a child killing himself. Do you? Is that what you want? Is that what you want is for these kids to kill themselves? You straight white Christian male. Is that what you want? And then the, all the straight white Christian males uh, who should be the ones who can speak reason and sense into this insanity, they all get scared because they've been manipulated by a weirdo who dresses up like a girl for crying out loud. Tell me this isn't a sign. All right. So that's not on the narrative. That wasn't really about the train derailments, chemicals, poisoning of MAGA America. So this is uh, the fact that Rick Levine is allowed to speak such things in public without being charged with a crime it is a sign that all of us straight white males, Christians, we have failed somewhere along the line. And I know the cards were stacked against us. We live in a fallen universe where the, where Satan is the uh, is the Lord of the Prince of the Power of the Air and all of that. I understand all that, but I mean this really to this level. I mean, for crying out loud, the last days of Rome weren't weren't like this. I mean, I don't think so. Um, and in fact, let me get to this. Talk about off narrative from the politics file. We have a cross-dressing pervert named George Santos, and, and then we have Marjorie Taylor Greene have gotten together to write a new bill that they claim will end the sexualization of children in school. Uh-huh. So here we have George Santos, cross-dressing pervert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, well-intentioned but short-sighted, relatively dim-witted, middling, whatever, they say they're going to pass a bill to end the sexualization of children in the schools. And what does, uh, we have a, a quote from a Republican representative from somewhere out there, Florida. His name is Corey. He says, the battlefield for the future of our society is being fought within the classrooms of American schools. Uh-huh. Representative Corey Mills says that. The battle. The battlefield for our future is within the classrooms. Yes, you're right, Representative Corey Mills. And the kids are getting slaughtered. The kids are getting slaughtered, Representative Corey. And it's your fault. More so than the leftist maniac freak child molester perverts, more than their fault, it's your fault. Because you are the one expected to stand up against this and you have failed. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, it's your fault. George Santos, well, you're with the sex perverts, so I don't really know. Anyway, their, their bill that they have, this genius idea here, uh, it will prohibit furnishing sexually explicit material to a school or an educational agency. And here's the thing, Marjorie Taylor, I know your heart's in the right place. I, I know you want to do what's right. Re Representative Corey Mills. I understand that you want to do what's right. You're not a child molester, okay? I know that. But by restricting sexually explicit materials in school and educational agencies, what you're doing is further legitimizing the legality of sexually explicit material everywhere else. And not only are you doing that, which you should not be doing, sexually explicit material should be illegal for everybody everywhere. So not only are you further legitimizing pornography everywhere else, but you're also now setting up a boundary that given enough time and opportunity, that boundary will eventually be violated by the sex perverts who you claim you're standing up against. You can't give an inch on the criminality of, of pornography. Of sexual exploitation. You can't give an inch. It's criminal. That's all. The production and the pr promotion of sexually explicit pornographic material is criminal. Once you give an inch on that, you've lost. Once you give an inch on that, it's, it's basically two steps to Sodom and Gomorrah. That's all. And... For whatever reason, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Corey Mills, they don't understand that that's criminal. Whose fault is that? That's the church's fault. That's our fault. 
the straight male Christians who should have been able to speak sense into the demented, twisted, sick, criminally insane uh, cacophony that's going on. It's our fault. Somehow we didn't educate the politicians. Um, so anyway, uh, sex is not to be exploited. And to do so is criminal, period. That's conservative. Everything else is criminally insane. Everything else is leftist. It's the Weekly Worldview. I am your host. I'm here with my extremely attractive audio engineer. And we are going to... Well, we'll let's go to reason number 2019. To get or keep your children out of the government schools. The doctors from the St. Louis Gender Clinic. Uh-huh. So you want to stop right there and you're like, wait a second. The St. Louis Gender Clinic, that should be enough for someone to be arrested, but it's not because... All right, anyway, the uh, doctors there are now under investigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not for advocating criminal medical procedures to disfigure and mutilate children. That's not why. The Washington University Transgender Center at the St. Louis Children's Hospital. Wow. Talk about the sign of the end of a civilization. We have a transgender center named after George Washington at a children's hospital. Surely this can't go on much longer. Um, anyway, a whistleblower there, a former employee, wrote a bombshell article. Um, listen to this dialogue. <laughs> wow. So a teacher at uh, uh, a school, a public school there, asked people at the gender clinic, transgender clinic, for crying out loud. Um, listen to this dialogue. Can I ask you a quick question about a situation at one of our elementary schools? The teacher wrote. Uh, one of the students in the fifth grade class um, is coming out as like trans. And she's, like, told several of her friends, and now, like, they also are saying they're trans. And, you know, like, we don't want to discourage them, of course, but we're suspecting that this is maybe actually not the case. That's the teacher asking someone at the transgender clinic for advice on tranning, transing kids. So what do you think is going to happen? What kind of advice is the transgender clinic going to give? Well, in response to the teacher's... Inquiry, uh, the doctor said, well, there are schools of thought that this is, uh, you know, a student coming out as transgender becomes sort of a contagion, but that's not affirming. And in my professional opinion, that, that, that opinion is invalid. And then the doctor goes on to suggest that all of the girls in the class are genuinely transgender and that it simply took their friend to realize it for herself than to help them realize it for all themselves. Turns out the whole class is transgendered. It's not unusual at all. And so, so here you have a doctor that advocates and participates in the criminal medical mutilation of children, psychological abuse of children, and the only thing that freaks people out is when he says he wants to do it to the whole class. So do you get that? It's just unbelievable. And in the midst of all of this that we've been covering as we've gone off narrative a little bit to talk about some things that might make certain people uncomfortable, might make them turn off the show. In the midst of all this, Asbury University in Kentucky. What is being described as a spontaneous outbreak of revival followed a chapel message from Romans chapter 12 about confession 
repentance, and forgiveness. And so what's been going on at Asbury University in Kentucky, which is a private a Christian college, is basically a round-the-clock prayer and worship session that has gone 24-7 for the better part of, I think, two weeks now. Uh, is it two weeks? Let's see here. For more than 150 hours. No, I'm sorry. Well, it's been going all week then. 150 hours. A uh, thousand or so people coming and going have been involved in nonstop prayers of confession, repentance, intercession, and adoration in what is being described as a revival. And it's been going on for a hundred... Well, that, that was earlier in the week. It's been going on for a week. In the midst of all of this insanity that we see around us, we have an awakening occurring. So, And then the article here from World Net Daily talks about events like this in the past. The first great awakening in the 1730s and 1740s when Jonathan Edwards delivered his famed Sinners in the Hand of an Angry God sermon. Mm -hmm. Yep. By the way, my kids are homeschooled. This is part of their curriculum. They learn about all these. The Second Great Awakening during the 1820s to the 1850s when Charles Finney offered a fiery message of repentance in big tents and meetings that lasted weeks. The Third Great Awakening, 1875 to 85, after the Civil War. D.L. Moody um, began a Bible study for street children. And then we get to the 20th century revivals. The Azusa Street Revival out in Los Angeles in the early 1900s that spawned the Pentecostal movement. Um, and then we get to Billy Sunday. And then we get to Billy Graham, who ultimately held more than 400 crusades and 100 and 85 nations. So what is one to say about the credibility of these great awakenings? Is this a genuine awakening? Well, I pray that it is. I, I must say that I am... My default position is... My default position regarding very emotional events surrounding the name of Jesus Christ, my default position is skepticism. That's my default position. The Bible tells us to test the spirits and hold to that which is true. And so I want there to be a revival. I want there to be an awakening. I pray that there would be an awakening. I have arranged for a revival and, a, and an awakening in my own family and in my own circle as often as I've been able to. And so I hope that would happen for the rest. And so I guess I'll just leave it at that and we shall see. We shall see if this great awakening amounts to what happened in the 1730s or what happened in the 1940s through the 1980s with Billy Graham. There's a difference. So from the 1730s to the 1740s, women and children and, and society in general were elevated by men who stood up and talked about sin and right and wrong. And, 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 and in the 1940s, America basically declined into into a worse version of Sodom and Gomorrah as Billy Graham toured the world with his crusades. The whole Western world declined into Sodom and Gomorrah while Billy Graham was crusading, so how effective was his crusade? Well, our job isn't to save the world, right? The world's going to hell in a handbasket. Our job is to, to preach the gospel. And so for everyone who got saved, whether it was under Billy Sunday or Billy Graham... Or Jonathan Edwards? Or D.L. Moody? Well, the revival was effective for them. And so I don't think we can look for America to uh, be saved. <laughs> because America is too far gone. America more resembles the train in East Palestine than the revival in 
Asbury, Kentucky. But hopefully uh, our hearts and our families can can experience a revival like Asbury and not end up like East Palestine. All right. Now, from and speaking of all this, we go now to reason number 2020. To get or keep your children out of the government schools, a Nevada family is suing their daughter's school district after a teacher assigned their daughter an obscene assignment. The daughter and other students in their public government school class were given monologues to memorize and perform that had been written by other students and approved by their teachers. What could possibly go wrong? The students wrote it. The teachers approved of it. Now memorize it and say it. Well, at a school board meeting, the mom who's upset, she proceeded to read the assigned monologue out loud. And the school board cut off her microphone, and one school board member asked her not to use that kind of language. So we've seen this before, right? Parents stand up, and they start to read what their kids are. And the board is shocked. So we've seen this happen before. And uh, the family's attorney says that the daughter is in a scenario where she has to perform something that's against her own family's beliefs. Her family believing that 15-year-old girls shouldn't be forced to memorize and perform pornographic that's that's their belief so my advice to this family don't hire a lawyer run flee get out of the school you don't need a lawyer to get your daughter out of the schools and uh by by the way this shouldn't be a civil proceeding these people should be arrested you teach a girl dirty words and make her memorize them you're under arrest And by the way, I'm going to bounce your face off a car before we take you to jail. How about that? Yeah. Um, So do I even want to... uh, Let's see here. Oh, okay. Uh, The Dim New World file, as we... uh, Well, this is sort of on narrative. This is about the... About the recent spate of uh, sudden heart attacks killing relatively young, healthy people. Not to put too fine a point on it. Well, an early report, if you remember back July of 2020, a bunch of German researchers released a paper that said 78% of the people who recovered from COVID-19 had inflamed hearts. This was uh, July of 2020. This is the peak of the hysteria. This is the peak of the... uh, the panic well no i think july by july was when we were all starting to say well wait a second (laughs) but anyway the uh the propaganda machine was in full force and they said oh covid gives you an inflamed heart these astonishing numbers were covered in nearly 400 news outlets and the report was viewed almost a million times which is very rare for an academic paper now that paper eventually underwent a long but much quieter correction the abnormalities were only marginally more than uh, more common among those recovering from COVID than among similar control individuals who had not had COVID-19. So the assertion of COVID heart was already out there, though. And in the mind of the public, the purpose was achieved. It helped to distract from the very real threat of myocarditis caused by these mRNA, mRNA shots. Studies now show a direct connection between COVID vaccination boosters and the risk of heart failure, especially in young people. The corporate media continues to ignore these studies in favor of the old COVID hearts. Yes, it's the COVID that did it. Anyway, the truth will come out. In fact, the truth is already out if you want to know. But it will one day be established as true even in the minds of the masses, but maybe only after everyone who's alive today is dead. That, that might be what that takes. That's usually what it takes. Finally, from the Dim New World file, a Yale professor has taken on the question of how to deal with the burdens of Japan's rapidly aging society. And he says, that his name, by the way, is Yale professor Yusuke Narita. He says, I feel like the only solution for how to deal with the burdens of Japan's rapidly aging society, I feel the solution is pretty clear. It's a mass suicide, says assistant professor at Yale, Yusuku Narita. Mass suicide for the old in Japan. He says, whether it's a good thing or not, 
That's a more difficult question to answer, says the Ivy League professor. Uh-huh. When it comes to euthanasia, Naritas has suggested the possibility of making it mandatory in the future. Mandatory for old people to just die. After facing some backlash, the professor said his comments were taken out of context, but when you read them, it's obviously we're not. <laughs> and Narita has garnered hundreds of thousands of followers on social media in Japan, many of whom are frustrated young people who think their economic success is being hindered by older generations in their society. And so the young people who've been taught that when there's a difficult situation, it's sometimes necessary to kill someone. They've been taught that for generation after generation. Now they're looking at the people who taught them, and they're saying, you know what? Maybe you should get out of the way. You're kind of inconvenient. And so that's why this generation is going to get what it deserves. You taught the children to kill, and then they turn their knives on you. How about that for poetic justice? But there will still be some straight Christian males, straight white Christian males, and black and brown and all of the colors of the rainbow, but straight and Christian, <laughs> there will still be some of us to try to speak sense into the madness. And that's what we'll do here at the Weekly Worldview. Should the Lord Terry will return next week. And until then, I want to thank my friends at Real Science Radio. And may the grace of God go with you. And may the peace of Jesus Christ be upon you. <laughs>